journey of finding your passion, you will also find yourself. And when you do find yourself, you will love who you are and who you are becoming. Today, we are switching things up and starting new traditions, quote, quote. Every third Monday of the month, we will have a guest on the show. Today's guest is actually a previous grip tape challenger, um, and her name is Kanaya. So let me tell you a little bit about Kanaya. I actually had the chance of meeting Kanaya at our previous grip tape um, design day in Philly. But let me get back to what I was saying. Let me tell you a little bit about Kanaya and her challenge. First of all, Kanaya is a lovely person. Love her. Very sweet. Um, so she actually did her challenge on the topic of self-love. So um, so she started her challenge off as being a YouTuber. Look at that. Um, so that she can showcase who she was in an authentic way. And her goal was to inspire others to do the same. But as her challenge went on, she realized that in order for her to do that, she had to make some changes in the way that she looked at herself. So her challenge had the same morality behind it. But the main focus itself changed. Instead, it was more about her personally and building up on her confidence and actually trying to figure out what it means to love yourself. So that is a great opener to this um, conversation with Kanaya. I'm super excited to welcome her and let's get into this call. Taped. 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 Okay, so hey everyone, I am here with Kanaya. First of all, thank you for joining us and being of course. on the podcast. Of course, of course. I'm so excited. Yay. <laughs> so, <laughs> we want to dive deep into your learning challenge that was focused on self-love and we just want to chat about it get some more details get the tea awesome <laughs> challenge, and we just want to talk more about the self-love topic because it's a very important issue and kind of become very popular now in like the social world I should say indeed it actually makes me really happy to hear that too yeah so can you tell us what exactly self-love is? Well, my definition of self-love, and it could be different for pretty much anybody, but it is being confident and comfortable in your own skin and also having respect for yourself, pretty much, yeah. I like that. I like that definition. That's really, like, it's very clear and um, specific. So if, you, if you're not those things then <laughs> want to work on it's a it's a great I like that definition yeah yes so um personally I know that a lot of teens struggle with self-love um more so now than ever and I just want to know why do you think that is okay so here's my tea on that right mm -hmm. basically um especially in the youth like in our teenage years um we are heavily influenced by the media and we pretty much look up to that to see as like what perfection is. And you see it every day. I mean, you know, you see some person, you know, walking around or, you know, having this, maybe this different body type than you have. And it's like, for many people, it does make them look at themselves differently, but 
it's kind of weird because if you go around other cultures and other societies, things can be the complete opposite. And what they, what you may think is beautiful in your culture is so different from what they think. And that's actually another thing that really um, kind of shaped my mindset with the whole um, aspect of self-love and what, you know, this whole perfection lie <laughs> kind of has given to us by the media. That makes a lot of sense. There's so many people like that compare what they see. And most of these pictures on social media is photoshopped. <laughs> teeth exactly. Has been smooth, teeth has been white, and body has been snatched. <laughs> and all because of the phone. Exactly. And it's actually crazy because, like, you know, when you think about the amount, of, and the thing is, we know that they're photoshopped. We know that this is obviously all fake. So why do we keep on, you know, looking at that anyways. And that's what I had to ask myself. I was just like, wait a second, hold on. I'm looking at these people. They're not me. We obviously have different body types, different skin types, different um, way that we're formed. And why am I trying so hard to mold myself or to um, shape myself into this person that I not, and I can't be technically because it's just not real in the first place. And they're not either. So pretty much I'm shaping myself to be like this huge lie. And it's, kind of crazy when I think about how many other people around me you know have the same issue yeah I think it's like a mental game because definitely you know it's photoshopped but it's like you see it so much that you think like the more you see it the more you think it's a reality and you're Uh like dang like she really looks this snatched all the time really right she's just (laughs) her editing but it's like I think it's just the consistency and constant reminder that this person looks like this, quote, quote. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you're starting to believe it. Yeah. And the crazy part, um, another thing with that, too, is um, I think I saw this on Instagram once. And it said, you know, pretty much don't dis- disregard your beauty because you think something else is beautiful. Like the same way you think a flower is beautiful does not mean that, you know, the sunset is not beautiful. You get what I'm saying? Like, just because you think, yeah, just because you think, you know, something else is beautiful doesn't mean that other thing is it. And that applies to yourself as well. And that makes so much sense. But I don't, I think that self-love and guys, I'm sorry, this is kind of directed toward only are we comparing ourselves to what we see on social media, but guys are comparing reality to social media. Mm-hmm. So seem like you need to look like the social media chick. When really mm-hmm. it's fake. To be honest, and honestly, hey, it goes both ways. The same, the same thing for girls too. I can't lie. I mean, when girls see the same thing for guys, like, oh man, I want a man like this. Well, he's gonna be six foot ten <laughs> with like you know, like a six figures, but also like kind of hood at the same time. Like, <laughs> it's like all these unrealistic. Um, expectations for men and women it's always shaping and making more insecurity for both men and women and that's just that's what creates toxic relationships also because it's like you know the woman wants this the man wants this and it's like obviously these things you cannot get all at once because it makes no sense it's pretty much impossible right like you can't have a guy working at google and also you know sells drugs on oh you can but not in like a healthy way you know (laughs) so you know all those kind of things it's just super um it creates insecurity and it creates lies and it creates toxic relationships. Yeah. And that's a whole nother topic, but really like when it comes to the self-love thing, um, 
social media has a big impact on it, obviously, but it really your mental, how you're looking, feeling, thinking about yourself. So when before you go into any situation, you have to make sure that mentally you are all right. You oh, definitely. And um, I have tea on that definitely because during my challenge, actually, mm-hmm. there was I was going something currently in that time with a guy, <laughs> and I realized okay. It was one of the weirdest, like, it wasn't weird, like, weird, weird, but for me, it was weird because I didn't think about it up until I really started this whole thing for myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I deal with a lot of anxiety and also, like, depression and everything. So those are my own mental things that I have to work on personally. So with this guy and everything, I realized as much as I liked him, as much as he liked me, as much as, you know... I wanted things to work. I realized it couldn't. And that's because one, it's the most cliche thing you hear, but it's also the truest. You cannot love someone else until you love yourself. Do not feel loved unless you love yourself because you don't know what it means. Like if you don't have that self-love, you're not going to know how it feels for someone else to love you back because you're not familiar with that feeling for yourself. And that's what I had to learn and realize. And that's why I realized, you know what? I'm going to step back. I'm going to focus on me first. I'm going to get my mentality together. And then I'll see how my future holds instead of that. Because in the end, I come first. In the end, you know, you as your, as your person, you come first. And it's never any harm in focusing in yourself. It's, still, it's, no, it's okay to be selfish when it comes to that kind of stuff. That's, and it's crazy that you say that because, um, I had a friend, it was actually a guy friend, he's pretty wise, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and he once said, yeah, you love yourself a little, but you expect someone else to love you to the moon and back, Mm -hmm. and that's backwards, and I literally almost (laughs) reading that text because he was so right, and it made me so mad. So right because I didn't know what to say back. We get into, whether it's a relationship with, um, a boy girl maybe whether it's a love relationship or just a friendship or anything anything that revolves a relationship i think the issue is that we want so much out of that other person but we're mm-hmm. not a giving it to ourselves or a b giving it to them it goes exactly how are you not gonna love yourself but want to love someone else and not even know how to love that other person because you can't even love yourself sis i mean you like not <laughs> love them unconditionally if you can't even love yourself exactly you can't love it your- all starts with yourself and that's the that's a that's a big problem in our in our in the especially young relationships because a lot of them they don't have that <laughs> yeah and it's you cannot you cannot if you cannot love yourself when you are looking your best and love yourself when you're looking your worst you, come on now that, that's a sign that you need to work on it and it's I'm not saying that you're anybody's gonna be perfect because I'm not perfect on that. There's so much work I need to do with that specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, you, oh, sorry. No, no, you're fine. Some of us have to oh. do more work than others, but it's you first. You have to realize it. Exactly, and a whole with the whole like you know having flaws and not being perfect thing. In my vocabulary, perfection is not even a word. It doesn't exist to me because it just makes no sense. And what I always tell the people. It's like, you know, we all have flaws right. and having confidence isn't saying that you're perfect. It's acknowledging the fact that you're not perfect and accepting yourself 
anyways and and be willing to grow from that regardless of that i i just for everyone (laughs) listening right now i just really i want you to make sure you're hearing us because (laughs) right now we are dropping the tea self-love is an issue that it is an issue so many of us deal with so many and some of us don't realize like it maybe maybe you don't realize it until you were in a relationship or maybe you don't realize until you are you know in a new environment where there's different types of people and you kind of like realize it. i didn't realize like how crazy the world was until i got so involved with social media you know yeah like and you know what's crazy too especially the whole environment thing it was until i moved um down here uh, to georgia and i started going to school here I think this is really what made me want to, you know, change the way I viewed myself because I would see these people in school wearing the craziest but most amazing outfits <laughs> and being bold enough to walk with it with, with a strut and wear high heels and, you know, just be outspoken. And I, was, I would just look at them just in the shadows and be like, man, I, I want that one day. You know, I, I really did. It's as crazy as it looked, but it was it was the boldness, it was the fierce, it was the confidence that they had that I strive because I I realized I do not have that for myself. And that was another thing with self-hate. It was like with self-hate, I just realized how much how little sense it made because you know what I used to do? I used to literally write, I was I did the opposite of affirmate. <laughs> um I would write letters to myself that was just just slandering who I was. I was like, I hate that I'm that, I hate that I'm that. I literally did this. I have, like, the, I still have them in my Google documents. And reading back to them now, I realized, wow, this is so stupid. <laughs> there is no good in hurting yourself. There is, you're not going to get any pleasure from that at all. And to see that people do that so much already, it kind of just makes me wonder. And I, thinking back to even when I did it, I'm just wondering what good did that ever do for me? That did nothing at all. It just made me feel worse. And the worst part about it is that at the time, I thought I deserved to feel bad for what I don't know. <laughs> um, I genuinely think I'm a good person. So it's like, for me to do that and not even know why makes me think of the amount of other people that do the same thing and probably don't even know why as well. And you, you, you said that you wrote letters to yourself. Peace, there. I can't even get the words because so many people, instead of writing letters, they get into toxic relationships or they get yep. into toxic friendships, and that's what I did. I became friends with toxic people, and I really to hurt myself. Like I wanted to make myself feel like I, I the same thing. Absolutely horrible looking back at it. Like I shouldn't have been friends with uh-uh. those people I was friends with in the beginning. Yep. And it was the same people I looked at. I was like, man, I want to be surrounded by those people. But instead, I was in a best friendship with someone that made me feel terrible all the time. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to stick in this friendship with you because you know why I deserve this. I deserve to have this friend. I deserve to feel this pain for what I don't know. That's the thing. Sometimes we just do things because we just don't know. Because I would ask other people, I'll ask my friends that go to me and say, how do I, you know, help my confidence? And when I ask them, so why do you think the way you feel about yourself? Why do you yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And they'll just talk. I don't know. And I'm like, well, <laughs> don't, you know, 
try to change like it's a process it honestly is like throughout my entire challenge it was many moments where I felt like man maybe I can't do this maybe I can't but it is an ongoing process even now it, it does not and you can't just say you love yourself today and then I hate myself tomorrow it's not how that works <laughs> You have to love yourself. Like I said earlier, you have to love yourself when you look your best and when you look your worst, when you feel your best and when you feel your worst, you have to love yourself at all times. And we, we, so many times we get, I keep saying people, because this is how I dealt with the issue of self-love. When I wanted to hate myself, I was in toxic relationships, but when I wanted to love myself, I got into these relationships, friendships where they praised me so much and uh-huh. I wasn't giving them the energy back, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so to look back on people that I feel like now, like I feel like I use them because it was like, I needed your energy to help me feel normal. And that's, we have to get out of that stump, out of that, out of that sense of that state of mind, because it's only going to bring us further down. Self-love, it, it's a it's a journey that you have to do on your own. Mm-hmm, it and, is. And I think that's what makes it so hard because it's not something that you could, it's not a group project. This is not a group project. This is not a partnership. But something that someone told me on how they personally worked on their journey of self-love is they talked with their parents. I was about to say that too. They have, it's, it's one thing I definitely struggle with mm-hmm. um, talking to the parents and being vulnerable with the parents. It's uh-huh. like, I remember growing up my entire childhood, it's like, you know, definitely love yourself, have respect for yourself, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I realized that I never really got told was why, the why of it all. Why must I love myself? Why must I have respect for myself? It's like when you grow up with your parents telling you, you know, do this, do that. Why? Just do it. Just because you have to, right? And that's a problem because it's like, we need to understand why these things are so important. Why is it so important? to have respect for yourself. This mm-hmm. is how, like self-respect goes such a long way because this is how you get out of abusive relationships. You realize how much you do not need that and how much you, your body does not deserve that and how much you deserve more than being abused. And that's where that self-respect comes in. So it's like the why of it all is really definitely why we need to talk to our parents about this and um, make sure that they at least explain to us to some extent or we explain to them what we're going through so that we have that outlet. But of course, not everybody has, you know, that same support system as most, you know, um, kids may have. My first conversation of the self-love talk with parents was my mom, and it didn't go as planned. I didn't really get the results. I thought I was going to feel like, okay, like I'm on this self-love journey, and I got a mom on my side. Not saying she wasn't on my side, but she just didn't get it. She was like, I feel you. I guess like back in the day, self-love wasn't an issue. Well, it probably, Yeah. (laughs) You know, they didn't have so much social media to make them feel like, you know, they weren't in love with themselves. They didn't have anything to compare to, you know, you seen what mm-hmm. you seen when you went places, but you didn't have the whole world internet community to look at all day. 
you know? Yeah. A big problem with, I guess, like, our parents these days, like, you know, everything is blamed on social media, which, yes, definitely has a part to play in it. But in the end, if we're trying to be vulnerable with you and talking to you about something that is important to us, don't make it seem as if, like, don't try to belittle us by saying, well, it's because you guys are always on social media or, like, like we already feel bad about ourselves enough, <laughs> you know, um, and we're trying to not feel that way anymore. So that's one thing that, you know, parents should definitely um, break the habit of doing. Yeah. And my, when I told my sister about the situation and she gave me a good point of advice. And it's if you aren't used to having deep conversations with someone all the time and then you finally do. It may not go great the first time, but that doesn't mean stop. It means you have to keep opening up and they're mm-hmm. going to be like, they're going to start to realize. So here is a tip that I have for you guys is to talk to your parents, but keep talking to them. Don't yes. stop talking to them just because things don't go out as planned the first time. Yes. And honestly, that was another huge unit of my journey <laughs> was about vulnerability because, oh my gosh, I did not like talking to my parents about anything (laughs) I was like nope I'll figure it on my own I'll be fine because I was always a person that people would come to for advice so it's like whenever so it's like whenever it came to me and my problems I felt like okay I can't go to anyone I mean I'm supposed to be the strong one no Mm -hmm. the truth is we're not the strong one all the time and you're going to have your own problems and that is okay because the same way that people that go to you for problems you know you have you're human too you're vulnerable too and you are not a robot (laughs) Um, so acknowledge that. And if you have the sources to talk to, talk to them and get help. You know, I remember the first time, you know, I started to be open with my dad at first. Um, it was a bit weird. It was a bit hard. And I tried to like laugh through it, (laughs) but it started, um, being more vulnerable and being more open. And it did feel much better. Even if I didn't get the results I wanted to get, it felt better talking to someone about my issues. And that's agreeable. And I feel like, yes, you can talk to your friends, but it's different because they, I don't know how to explain it, but I do recommend highly to talk to your parents over friends. I don't exactly have a great definition why. Do you have a good explanation (laughs) on why it's better to talk to parents and friends? I can't put it into words. Your friends, um, A, they have a bias. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, you're, you're their friend, so they're going to want to, you know, just try to make you feel better, yada, yada, which is, you know, it's nice, but you also need that concrete advice from someone who knows you, who lived with you, who grew you up. And that's where your parents come in. Your parents are there to help you for that. And um, they're to give, you know, that concrete advice that your friends can always give you. Because then, then again, you guys are all the same age. And um, not saying that age is necessarily like, a huge problem in that but if you're going through something that many teenagers go through at the same time you want to get um an adult's perspective on the situation and see how that may affect um you know your mindset yeah i like that so if you were to give three key pieces of advice when it comes to the self-love journey what would it be okay so one would be allowing yourself to feel like I just talked about being vulnerable. Um, no, if you're like a main problem, like I remember I face a lot is not knowing how to be sad in front of people, like not wanting to be at Debbie Downer and everything, but sometimes you don't want to (laughs) talk. Sometimes you are upset Mm -hmm. and 
even if you are that naturally bubbly person all the time, you're going to burst one day if you do not let something out. You're going to need that out there. You're going to need to express it in some way or else you're going to be a ticking time bomb. So allow yourself to feel. That is a part of growth. That's a part of having self-respect and not always caring about what other people think of the situation. So there's that. Um, second is um, definitely knowing how, yeah, actually, yeah, knowing how to affirmate. Because that was a major thing that really brought me to self-love. Because in the beginning, even when I would say to myself in the mirror, um, yep, I love myself. I think I'm beautiful. Yada, yada. I didn't believe it at first, honestly. But somehow, <laughs> the more I kept on saying it, because before I used to say I hate myself, just like on purpose, just so I can remind, remind myself how much I hated myself. And I believed it after a while. So I was like, hmm, let me take that same tactic, but use it positively. <laughs> and it worked the same exact way. It may take a bit longer for others, depending on how much affirmation you do. Affirmation can include writing, um, you know, just checking with yourself, maybe meditations, all those kind of stuff. Things that make you feel good and make you feel proud to be who you are, pretty much. Um, so that's definitely a great practice. And um, lastly, I guess knowing how to rip that Band-Aid off, knowing what is bad for you, acknowledging that and just cutting it off because it's a process. It's one of the hardest things I had to do because I'm very bad at um, letting things that are toxic for me go. I'm like, you know, it could work out. It could work out. It can't. <laughs> Only way it's going to work is if, you know, you just cut out from your life completely and then work on yourself. Because in the end, if it's not helping you, it has no use for you. Leave it alone. You don't need it. Work on who you are. So knowing how to cut out toxic habits and toxic people is so important. So I think that'll be my, my top three little tips on that and i love that i love every single one and i'm gonna try to implement those more into my life i suggest that Please everyone, do. yes yeah everyone listening like you just take baby steps and try to implement those into your life as well and i hope that you listening like you got something out of this conversation today and can i i just want to thank you again for joining for us, us being here we appreciate it greatly thank you so much i just want to let everyone know you guys are all beautiful little flowers and you're growing just as flowers do and you gotta keep watering yourself you gotta always look out for yourself be your own advocate and you know remind yourself that everything is a process especially if you're one of the young ones out here man you're gonna make many mistakes don't let them don't let them let them define you because mm -hmm. Everyone's going to make mistakes. Everyone has those days, <laughs> okay? Um, so just remind yourself, A, you're human, you're vulnerable, and you are in control of your own life. So that's my tea. Thank you so much. And uh, let me just close this podcast episode out. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, um, leave us a review. If you're listening on Apple, Google, whatever those platforms you are listening to share with your friends, because this is a good listen today. As every single listen has been check out our old episodes and check us out next Monday for another episode and peace out. Girl.